to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. We're so delighted you are watching. Don't go away. Stay right there. And we want to especially thank our partners. They are wonderful. You are wonderful. If you're not one, you need to be one because you bless us around the whole world. And then we have a wonderful, wonderful testimony here of a woman who called in for prayer for healing with cancer. That's a big deal. And it was her sister who called for her, and she got healed, and she's called back and said, thanks for praying. Oh, what a privilege, and we love to have you call in, and we love to pray with you for special needs in your life, and Sarah, we have a special guest. We do. We have Ashley Abercrombie, Mom. Yes. Oh, my goodness. She's probably one of my favorite guests. It's just right out of the gate because uh, she has this book called Rise of the Truth Teller. And here's the thing. Sometimes it's difficult for us to have be real, real honest and real candid because we have skeletons in our closet. We may be uncomfortable with some of the things that we've done or some of the things that we've experienced, and it's difficult for us. But Ashley... In this interview that you're going to watch here in just a moment, she speaks to what the value is, the importance of your story. And you're like, well, my story's not that important. It's not that engaging, but it actually is. And why is your story important? Why is it engaging? And what is the redemptive value in your story? And so you might be watching right now and you're like, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I have really any kind of a testimony. I'm still in the test, <laughs> test part of the testimony. Well, of course, we want to pray for you. Get on the phone, get on the website, but watch this interview to encourage you about how your test turned into a testimony. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha oil vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never before released teachings, the Majesty coffee table book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word. Hey there, I'm so excited. I get to introduce to you our guest today. Super excited, Ashley Abercrombie. Hi. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. You have this cool book out called Rise of the Truth Teller. Love, love what you say in here, but not everybody in our audience knows you, so just, just give us a quick bio, and then we'll jump into this cool book. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for having me on the show. It's so great to be here. So I was born and raised in the southeast of America in North Carolina and lived there until I was 21 years old, and then spent 15 years in Los Angeles where I met and married my husband of almost nine years, and we had our first baby out there. He's five now. And then we moved to Manhattan where I had my second baby, lived there for four years, and we just journeyed back to the West Coast. So all that means is that I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And a baby in California and then a baby uh -huh. in Manhattan. That's so right. those are totally different uh, cultures. Yes, right? they are. And they are also totally different children. <laughs> <laughs> right? Totally. 
And uh, you wrote this book called Rise of the Truth Teller. Mm. You didn't want to call it the false prophet or something <laughs> like that, right? No. What, what, what caused you to write it? Yes, so I have been writing for 20 years. It's been a deep passion of mine for a very long time and always my side hustle, something I always did on the side, in the mornings, on my breaks at work, all these different spaces that I was able to write and I had a deep desire to write a book. And so Rise of the Truth Teller really came out of my desire to share my own personal story because I believe that stories connect us in a unique and powerful way. They give us understanding, they help us see each other, they help us just know one another oh, in an yeah. important, significant way. And so I tell my story in that and encourage people to get honest, to get real, to take their mask off because I had a PhD in pretending and I wore a mask everywhere I went until I got too tired and too annoyed to do it anymore. <laughs> and so I want to help people take that mask off so that we can live in real relationship with, with one another to tell the truth and live with holy gumption. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you might be watching right now and you might be struggling with some, some truth Mm. and being honest and taking the mask off. Sometimes we, we practice the, the disguise and looking right and looking perfect. Mm. But if you're struggling with being authentic and honest, we'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of Rise of the Truth Teller. It's really um, honest and courageous and kind of gives you some, some um, inspiration for your own story and for your own truth. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about truth, there's some truths in here. Mm -hmm. um, some of your um, college years were a little challenging and yes. you're pretty honest about that in here. What, yeah. what was some of the biggest struggles there? So when I left for college, I was from a small town of 14,000 people. I showed up on campus, 28,000 people. Most of my classes had anywhere from 100 to 300 people in them. And then I also was going through a very difficult time in, in our life and in my family life. My parents divorced after 23 years of marriage, which was actually the, the very best choice that they could have made at that time. And it was a difficult thing to realize my family's falling apart in my first year of college. And due to some things in my past that I had left unresolved and hadn't dealt with, developed um, an eating disorder, bulimia, and began to struggle with drugs and alcohol. And so for me, just these years of addiction, and then my sophomore year of college and opening weekend, I was raped on campus by a guy that I knew. Um, and that really was a very difficult, painful time in my life. And I think for me, I had been so accustomed to putting a mask on and pretending as if everything was okay and disassociating from the pain in my life that I woke up the next morning and went to work as if nothing had happened to me. And so when I made the decision to go to the West Coast, I was really running from my life. I was hopeful that if I went somewhere else where nobody knew me and there was no standard over my head, I didn't have to pretend or perform that I could just become who I wanted to be. And unfortunately, you can't escape yourself. Everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> and I began to have to really deal with my past and reckon with my past. And also right before I moved, had um, found out I was pregnant two days before I left and without really thinking, just went and had an abortion. And um, again, woke up the next morning and just kept life moving. And I don't know if there are people out there who can relate to that, but to just keep going was my strategy. To just keep going was the way I survived. To keep myself busy, to not be idle, to not face anything, to not look at fear, to not look at pain was the way that I actually dealt with my pain. And so it was important for me to begin to deal with that, to reckon with my past, to heal from the hurts, to take responsibility for, from some of the poor decisions that I had made and to also find healing from the things that had happened to me, to find forgiveness, to offer forgiveness so that I could move forward in my life with freedom. Mm -hmm. I think this is very wonderful because I think many of you probably have some things hidden. Can mm -hmm. I say that? You kind of put them in a pit and pretend they're not there. Mm -hmm. And I like this book 
because you get out of the pit and you admit what is there and then you let Jesus into it. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to get the book, Rise of the Truth Teller, and this will help you. But I love books, and of course, I'm always passing books on. This is my big thing, and this is a pass-on book because it applies to everybody. You say, well, you know, I haven't had an abortion. I haven't had some of these things, but you've had other things, right? So get the books and give them as gifts. And, and the other thing I want to ask about, so you just, your strategy is just keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, I got raped, just keep mm -hmm. going. Uh, this happened, I just keep going. My parents mm -hmm. got divorced, just keep going. So when you just keep going, um, what, what's the outcome of that strategy? Yeah, the outcome is a very bad one. <laughs> you crash and you burn. Yeah. And so for me, it was really getting to the very rock bottom and realizing this is not going to change unless I change. And I'm not going to be able to find rest if I don't stop and rest. And I really was afraid to let my guard down and was afraid to let people know who I really was. I didn't know how to have reciprocal, meaningful relationships because in my relationships, most of the time, I was the person people would come to for wisdom or for advice. And so I didn't know how to open up and say, I also need wisdom. I also have pain in my life. I have needs. Can you help me? I didn't know how to do that. I wasn't courageous enough to ask for help. And so for me, when it crashed and burned, I had to really go, I need help. My life is totally out of control. It is completely unmanageable and I need help. And to begin to open up to God that way and to begin to open up to other people who were safe in my life and admit that I had problems, that for me was really the catalyst for breakthrough, the catalyst for healing because stories make you well and secrets make you sick. And so we need to admit what's going on in our life so that we can move forward in freedom. Stories make you well, mm -hmm. secrets make you sick. <laughs> wow, you know something, I just encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We wanna pray for you to have good, healthy relationships um, because I think that's important. What you just hear from Ashley is um, coming to terms with herself, but she didn't do that. You didn't do that in a vacuum. No. You did that with people. And, yes. And without our stories, stories and, and being able to unpack the stories, and, the, and uh, you know, we hide and we do the secret, and that's what the enemy does. Yes. Enemy works in the secrets yes. and in what's hidden. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that you would have courage and that you would have some healthy relationships to help you um, unpacking your story and them unpacking their story. So, and grab your copy of Rise of the Truth Teller. So, so helpful to you and gives you a great um, example on walking out your story and what that looks like. And so, when you talk through this, I mean, you're kind of do, you're doing broad strokes, but, mm -hmm. and you talk about hitting rock bottom. Mm -hmm. When you hit rock bottom, what did you do? I cried out to God. Um, and as simple as that sounds, as cliche as it sounds, I had just not even admitted to myself in the presence of God how bad it really was. And I think that's the first step. You know, I learned this after 16 years of recovery is that the first step is coming out of denial and admitting what's true, admitting reality. Because if you cannot live in reality, you really cannot own your own story and you cannot move forward in right. freedom. And so you have to live right. in reality. And so for me, stepping out of denial is what happened at that rock bottom place. And then I think I had done so many things wrong and I had been through so many things that I suddenly just didn't care what people thought anymore 
which had been such a high value to me. So I stopped practicing image management and just got honest and wanted to live in integrity. It's like, yeah, my life is a mess. <laughs> and it just is what it is. And so I had to let that be okay. And I found that people were responsive to me in a way that I didn't expect. They did yeah. not abandon yeah. me the way I thought they would. They didn't reject me the way that I thought they would. They welcomed me in and helped me. And that was great for my recovery. Um, and when we come back, because we're going to take a little pause here for a moment, I'm going to ask you, when, you, when you're honest and you're like, kind of like, this is what, what you see is what you get. I'm interested to know how did your previous relationships, mm -hmm. you know, how did they deal with this, like, honest Ashley mm -hmm. and not the disguised image Ashley? Yeah. I want to ask you that <laughs> when we come back, because I think that's part of our, our, our struggle yeah. is, is those current relationships. So... Make sure you hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of Rise of the Truth Teller. Such a helpful, encouraging journey. And you can relate to this in lots of pieces and parts. And, and Ashley's super helpful in helping you walk this journey out. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And of course, we would love to pray for you, whatever the need is in your life. If you're watching right now and you're a bulimic, we would love to pray for you for God to set you free. Are you tired of smiling on the outside while you're broken and battered on the inside? Do you desire to courageously own your story and tell it like it is? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Rise of the Truth Teller by Ashley Abercrombie. Through Ashley's brutally honest story of her own struggles, you will learn how to tell the truth about yourself and what you've been through and find healing, encouragement, and ultimately the gumption to carry on. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's Discover Your Destiny CD teaching, Sarah's Get Real 2 CD teaching set, and our new Identity Scripture card. For your gift of $85 or more, we will send you the Jerusalem Glass Candle Holders. These candle holders depict the city of Jerusalem in silver, and the Hebrew greeting Shabbat and Shalom is etched along the decorative edges. Take control and be proactive in your faith. Call or click for this empowering resource today. We are so excited to invite you to join us on the most unique group trip we've ever done. It's to Washington, D.C. And we are calling this trip our Heal Our Nation trip. And we're inviting you to join us, not only to receive prayer, but also to participate in praying for our nation. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We have lots of information. We wanna pray for you that God would open the doors for you to come with us on this unique historic group trip. Mom, what are we gonna see when we go? Oh, I'm looking at these things, Sarah. They're so awesome. What about the Lincoln Memorial? Oh, what about the Museum of the Bible? Have you wanted to see that? I really have. And what about getting to see the White House? And you know, folks, we can gripe about leadership or we can pray and make a difference. You could make a big difference in our nation by going with us. So, phone today. Thank you so much for joining us. And Ashley, I talked about, just before I concluded the last segment, um, you were talking about how you got honest mm -hmm. and you just put the cards on the table and this is who I am. But how did that play out with your existing relationships that, that didn't have that honest Ashley, they had disguised image Ashley? How did that, how did that work for you? 
You know, there, it's such a nuanced response. But in a few cases, honestly, I think people were relieved because some of my dear friends and family that I loved and treasured, I had so pretended that I was perfect all the time. And who wants to be in relationship with a perfect person? I was a terrible <laughs> friend. Right. I was not a great daughter to my mother. I always, I never shared with her and opened up to her about what was really going on in my life. And she had created safe space for me to do that. But I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And so I think in so many ways, my close relationships, they felt a great sense of relief because it's like, great, she's not perfect. Now it's okay for me to fall apart. It's okay for her to fall apart. And in some cases, what that meant is I had to exercise new boundaries. Some people I could no longer have in my life because they were toxic and unsafe. And so I had to exercise new boundaries. And of course, that's very difficult to do. And in some cases, had to had to draw new boundary lines where I had had none. So sometimes some people were cut out of my life. Some, some relationships grew in intimacy and some relationships just had new boundary lines where we weren't as close as we were before. I didn't allow them to dump on me the way I had allowed them to dump on me before because I wanted reciprocity in relationship where I didn't want it at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. You might be watching right now and you're struggling in your relationships. It might be some family relationships maybe a mother and a daughter, your father, something like that. You might be struggling in your marriage. You might be struggling with some honesty to be truthful and to kind of take off the disguise. We'd love to pray for you. Hop on the website, get on the phone. We'd love to pray. And I encourage you, grab your copy, Rise of the Truth Teller. Um, because in here you talk about the relationships and, and some mm -hmm. of that, the development of that. Because mm -hmm. you just don't like flip the light switch on and everything's changed. Right. <laughs> Did you find some process. places? Yeah, yes. it is a process. Process. It is. process. Yes. And that's one of the words I had the most difficult time with because I wanted everything instantly. Yeah. Or I didn't want to deal with it at all. So I operated in these really polarized extremes. And in the middle is exactly that process. And I had to learn to wake up every day and go on this journey with myself with God and with others and realized that I didn't get into the mess overnight, it wasn't going to be fixed overnight, that my relationships, the ones that weren't healthy, weren't going to be fixed overnight. They didn't get broken overnight, so I needed to take time and walk and journey with people. And truth-telling is a process. Integrity is a process because we don't always unveil ourselves as we are. I think all of us, till the end of time, will be tempted with managing our image and making sure that we are doing the right thing in the right space so that people will approve of us or they'll be pleased with us or they'll like us. And so I think all of us struggle to sort of just let our guard down and be honest about who we are and live the way God intended us to live. And so it is a process and it's something I still deal with. I have to wake up every day and make a conscious choice to be honest, to show up fully as myself, to trust that God loves me as I am. And so he will inspire in others a capacity to love me as I am. And if not, he'll help me deal with that. God helps us deal with rejection. God helps us deal with people who may not like us or who may not approve of us, but we don't have to have other people's approval. We're not here to please them. We're here to please him. And so I think for me, that's been a real process and a journey of integrity and being honest in all the spaces, being the same person in every space that I'm in is really right. important to me. Right. <laughs> and, and what were some of the hiccups in that process? Right. There were many. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, always. Yes. I think that some of them were just owning my mistakes. I think that when you are a person like me who struggles with perfectionism, I think it can be very difficult to unveil mistakes. You want to cover them up and not take responsibility for them or hope people don't see them. And so I think for me, it was really going, hey, you know what? I wasn't fully honest in that conversation we had yesterday, and I need to take responsibility for that. And let me share with you what's actually going on with me. So being honest with people that way, saying sorry, taking responsibility. So for me, those were kind of the hiccups, you know, the constant removal 
of the mask mm -hmm. <laughs> to make sure that I was able to be a person of responsibility, a person who's willing to own my own life, and a person who creates safe space for other people to do the same. Mm -hmm. So those were my hiccups. That was hard. Mm -hmm. It's still hard sometimes. Book <laughs> really helps with mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And so I like books. I'm sure you do too. But Rise of the Truth Teller, I notice it says rise. It doesn't say fall. <laughs> and when we open up and we're honest with the right people, not everybody, and this will help you do that. I love this book. I read it all the way through, every word, and I think it's so livable. So I really encourage you to call in, get the books because you can pass them on to other people, and I like to give people books. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. that I, I know like you to... like to give people books. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm recommending this for you to get for yourself and to give away also. Get several. And the other thing, too, one of the themes you talk about is not, not doing this alone. Yeah. Um, why is that so important? Gosh, it's huge. You know, God didn't create us to be codependent or to be, you know, entirely removed from others. He created us to be interdependent. And so we actually cannot experience the fullness of God without being in relationship with others because right. in others we see Him. You know, right. God sometimes can feel very intangible in our pain. I mean, He's not showing up with a casserole at our house, you know? Mm -hmm. So we need people who are like, hey, I know you're hurting or I know you just suffered the loss of a loved one or I know your marriage is in a really difficult place and I'm here, I'm arriving for you, I want to be presence for you. And that allows us to experience the love of God. And also in recovery practices, you know, it's very important. Relationship is huge. And we practice recovery in relationship, in safe circles of people where we can share what's going on with us, or we can share our struggles and journey together. And community reminds us that we're not alone. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things we can give one another because we serve Jesus who is an incarnate God. And so that means he is with us all the time. And right. to experience that in the love of others is us experiencing the incarnate presence of God. Mm -hmm. And we need that to live. I think too, and I 100% agree, and I also add this little piece, mm -hmm. we're made in the image of God. Yes. And God is triune. Yeah. So there's community. Right. God is community. Right. God didn't create us independent, separate, yes. isolated. God created us to be in God's image, all three of them, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yes. And they exist together and they're distinct. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we think about that, and, and I like we're not independent, we're not yeah. codependent, yes. we're interdependent. Yes. And you might be watching right now and maybe you don't have healthy relationships. You're like... Every relationship feels toxic, it feels angry, it feels, you know, retributional, vengeful, it might not, you know, just feel like it's fake, you know, whatever. We want to pray for your relationship. So hop on the phone, get on the website, let us pray. Don't go into a lot of detail because we don't counsel. However, we will pray. And so you can do as well, grab your copy of Rise of the Truth Teller. So, so helpful. And I like the little byline here, own your story. Tell it like it is and live with holy gumption. Own your story like who you are and tell it like it is. What would you say for a person who struggles to have the courage to tell it like it is? I think what I would say to a person who struggles to tell it like it is is that you have something that we need and you are valuable and you matter because sometimes we don't tell it like it is because we think what we are we what we have to offer the world is not valuable but god created you to give us something and we are not the same without you and so we need what you have to give and so one step at a time 
just open your mouth and do it. It may not come out perfectly, but that's not the goal. Perfection is not the goal. Wholeness is the goal. And so just try. Do it oh, again, and again, again and again. Yes, perfection, perfection is, not is not the goal. goal but wholeness, wholeness is the goal. Yes, that's yes. so good. <laughs> Love it. And, and finding the words. Yes. Because do you ever struggle to find the words? I do. What do you do with that? Yeah, so when I'm in relationship with people, when I can't find the words, what I, what I lead with is I'm really struggling to share what I'm about to share with you. It's hard for me. And so I don't know that it's going to come out the right way. I don't know that I'm going to say it in a way that would be the easiest to hear, so I'm asking you for grace. And then I share it. So that gives me room to fumble on the front end instead of me fumbling and the other person feeling frustrated or feeling whatever they might feel about that. I make sure that I ask the question or let them know this is hard for me to share and I'm going to share. Mm -hmm. So that way you have an opportunity to not get it right, but to still connect. <laughs> and how do, if they say, do you give them permission to ask yes, questions? Of course. I don't yes. understand what you're saying. Yes. That doesn't make sense. It's that's, a little vague. Yes. What does this word mean? Yes. <laughs> and that's beautiful because that's what it means to be connected. It means that people are allowed to go back and forth that way. And what a beautiful communication practice also to say, this is what I hear you saying. I didn't quite understand it. That's incredible. We need mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think, too, it helps facilitate the connection through yes. the communication. Yes. So I just want to encourage you, if you're struggling with communicating, because sometimes we, we have a hard time. We have a hard time finding the words. We have a hard time expressing ourselves. We get maybe caught in the emotions. We would love to pray for you to help you with your communication. Hop on the phone. Get on the website. We want to pray for you. Are you tired of smiling on the outside while you're broken and battered on the inside? Do you desire to courageously own your story and tell it like it is? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Rise of the Truth Teller by Ashley Abercrombie. Through Ashley's brutally honest story of her own struggles, you will learn how to tell the truth about yourself and what you've been through and find healing, encouragement, and ultimately the gumption to carry on. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's Discover Your Destiny CD teaching, Sarah's Get Real 2 CD teaching set, and our new Identity Scripture card. For your gift of $85 or more, we will send you the Jerusalem Glass Candle Holders. These candle holders depict the city of Jerusalem in silver, and the Hebrew greeting Shabbat and Shalom is etched along the decorative edges. Take control and be proactive in your faith. Call or click for this empowering resource today. It's been such a phenomenal honor, Ashley, to have you on our program. Such a privilege to mm -hmm. interview you. Right. I'd like to ask you to pray for our audience mm -hmm. um, in terms of their relationships yes. because that's a really significant, big issue for us mm -hmm. to help us. So would you pray for us on that? I'd love to. It would be my honor. So I'm thinking about the psalm in Psalm 68 where it says that God sets the lonely in families. And in Psalm 27, it says that even though my mother and father have forsaken me, the Lord will take me up. And so I'm going to pray over you about loneliness and that even though you might feel forsaken, that the Lord is with you and he will set you in a family. And so, God, I thank you for every single person who is watching this show right now, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will set the lonely in families, God. Maybe they even feel lonely in the people and the community that they're a part of. Lord, I pray that you give them great courage to open up, to be honest, to be real about what's happening in their life so they can experience greater intimacy. God, put them in communities of faith where they can be loved, where they can know you, where they can understand you and experience the tangible love of God. And I bless every single one of them, God, to rise with holy gumption. And I want to say to you, thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. 
And so I just want to thank God today that you're winning because in Christ, he makes you a winner. So this is a very special day. I want you to say, thank God today is the best day of my life. Why? Why? How can I know that? Because Jesus Christ lives big in me today. Today, remember, is the best day of your life, not the worst, the best, because he's living big in you.